right, we're here for episode 98 of Viking 360. Mike Rubin, joined by Brian Johnson. And Brian, uh, history tells us that the Vikings were world travelers, and they still are. We talked to former Viking football player Hunter Sesteric, who is now uh, near London, England. And we talked to Ross Felty, who was a former Viking soccer player, who's now in Dublin, Ireland. Well, I had a chance to stay local, Rube, and talk Viking football <laughs> with uh, head coach Steve Sayer as he looks forward to the 2021 season, as well as sophomore, or actually junior quarterback now, Ty Stevens, as he is uh, super excited about uh, the possibilities uh, of this upcoming season as well. Um, and a former Viking now trying to make his way in college in Caden Hall. And Rube, you had a chance to chat with Joe Linville, the voice of the Scott Skyhawks, to talk about uh, Thursday night scrimmage. And in cross country, uh, Ellie Hostlook, a Lady Viking sophomore, is ranked number two in the preseason poll. We'll talk with, uh, with Ellie. Also, uh, Katie Lawrence, who does her kicking for Lady Viking soccer and Viking football. We had a conversation with Katie. And uh, the Lady Viking cheerleaders will be introducing themselves to the audience. And Rube, uh, Vikings.com. Uh, it uh, is place for you to go get all of your Viking apparel, t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, shorts, uh, a great place uh, for Viking fans to go fill their closets and, and uh, dresser drawers with Viking apparel. That's right. Check out RipleyVikings.com and uh, use the coupon code VIKING360 and get that 15% off on your order. Soccer season gets underway with doubleheaders on Friday and Saturday at Ripley High. The Vikings host Princeton on Friday and Cabell Midland on Saturday, while the Lady Vikes host Scott on Friday and Musselman on Saturday afternoon. Whether it be on the football field or the soccer field, senior Katie Lawrence hopes to put points on the scoreboard for the Vikings. All right, she plays center back in the sport of soccer and a place kicker in the sport of football and also you can add a juggler to that because she has to juggle football practice and soccer practice and and be good at both so uh, Katie thanks for being with us hi so you had a uh, soccer scrimmage this week and you ended up scoring a goal tell us about that yes um, I actually played in almost every position on the field that I've never played in in my entire soccer career and then it was actually off a throw-in from Elizabeth Williams. And then I just turned and shot it. And I kind of just stood there. I didn't even realize I made it. And then I turned around and everybody's running down the field, yelling and screaming. So uh, you won both of your scrimmage games. So what's your gut feeling about this year's uh, Lady Vikings soccer team? Honestly, it's, I think it's going to be a good year. We just got to get better as a team. We don't, haven't really gotten the feel of each other yet. So we really have to get together and get to know each other a little better. And you open things up on uh, Friday evening. You play a team uh, called uh, Scott High School and they had a pretty good year. They're coming off a pretty good year too so it should be pretty good competition in, in round one. Yeah we actually haven't played them before so it, it'll be a definitely a big game changer for us. Now not only do you have a, a soccer match on Friday but there is a football scrimmage on Thursday and that's down at Scott. So <laughs> uh, how do you juggle uh, playing two sports at the same time? Well, I really just have to talk to both of my coaches and let them know what my each schedules are and I really just have to talk to him and communicate. Communication is the biggest thing because you just have to get them to understand which games you have and what practices you can and can't be at. So. 
So Katie, uh, tell us about the difference between uh, your place kicking a year ago and your place kicking as a senior. Oh, a year ago I honestly had no idea what I was doing. I just always wanted to do it and I finally decided to get up and do it. And I really enjoyed it and that's why I came back this year and I've been working with Brian Johnson so that's really helped me a lot. And I'm, I'm doing a lot better, I'm a lot more confident in it than I was last year. So is it a matter of consistency from the same spot or are you improving your distance or tell us the difference between last year and this year? Well, it's mostly just accuracy. I've become a lot more accurate and my distance is about the same. It's just I'm getting a lot more control and it's getting a lot better. Katie, good luck for your senior season. Thank you. Ripley High has several cross-country runners ranked among the best in West Virginia Class AAA in the preseason poll conducted by RunWV. For the Vikings, senior Chase Pepper is number five and sophomore Max Meadows is number 20. The Lady Vikings are ranked third as a team. Individually, Emma Shockey is number 47, Tori Fisher number 39, Haley McCune number 33, Opal Huffman number 21, and this sophomore is ranked number two. We're talking with Lady Vikings sophomore Ellie Hassefluck and uh, Ellie, cross country season is here again. What's it, what's it feel like being out there? Feels great to be out here after not having a track season and just returning and I'm just really thankful that I can run cross country. Well let's talk about that a little bit. You had a, a really strong freshman cross country season, finished third in the state, making all state. And then you had a little, uh, you got sidetracked, so to speak, uh, before track season. Tell us uh, what happened uh, health-wise uh, before track season. I, uh, well, I played basketball, and then uh, right after basketball, I ran my first track meet, and I got COVID, and um, and I was I was really sick during COVID, and then um, after COVID, I was good for about a week, and then I started having heart problems, and um, that, like, it got really bad that I just couldn't even go to school. I just, it was just really bad, and lasted for, like, about three months. I'm still struggling with that now. So uh, what percentage would you say that you are back now? Are you 50%, 80%, 90%? Where are where is Ellie? Um, it's different every day. Uh, uh, like it's probably around eighty percent. I still get tired easily. I, like I never normally get tired, and with this, I've just gotten very tired. And what did you have to do running wise during your rehabilitation? Did you start out slow with us doing uh, shorter distances and work your way up? Uh, I started um, walking because I really didn't do anything when I was sick and then I started like fast walking then um, jogging slow and I've just been trying to like get better every day with my pace and it's working pretty good. Ellie, uh, it's unusual in high school anymore to have a two-sport athlete but you are a three-sport athlete and you talked about uh, cross-country, you talked about girls basketball, and you talked about track. Uh, if you had to rank them, can you tell us what would be your favorite to your least favorite and why? Um, well, cross-country, it's my favorite. 
I just like running like outside on like the course and it's just it's just really fun and then basketball is my second favorite um, basketball running sometimes gets boring for me and um, basketball is just something different and I played basketball before I ever ran and then tracks my least favorite <laughs> You just kind of go in circles, and I don't know why it's my least favorite, but yeah. it just is. Well, Ellie, it's great to see you back out and running again, and we hope you have a really strong sophomore season. Thank you. Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. Introducing 2021 Ripley Vikings cheerleaders. This is Isabella Botini, and I'm a junior. I'm Jasmine Parsons, and I'm a junior. I'm Kaylee Smith, and I'm a junior. I'm Crystal Cart, and I'm a junior. I'm Maya Phelan, and I'm a sophomore. I'm Nikki Adcock, and I'm a sophomore. I'm Bailey Keeler, and I'm a sophomore. I'm Bella Skeen, and I'm a freshman. I'm Bella Jude, and I'm a freshman. I'm Aubrey Cox, and I'm a freshman. I'm Emily Ball, and I'm a freshman. Recent Viking graduate Caden Hall was a four-year letterman with Viking football. He's now getting acclimated to being a college athlete. Caden, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. It's good to hear from you. Tell us how things are going uh, for you down at West Virginia State right now. Things are going good. You know, training camp was hard, but that's just training camp. Uh, to Monday, so practice schedule is like how it was in high school. But other than that, it's going good. It's been a minute since we've had a Viking roster hall on it, man. So it's kind of odd uh, for us Viking fans to not have you there and, and be anticipating what you're about to do on the football field at Memorial Stadium. But talk about uh, what the transition has been like uh, from your side of things, going from uh, high school to college and, uh, you know, being an alum now of Ripley High School. It's a lot different than going to play in high school. Because, you know, you got to wake up super early and then you go to bed super late. And then, you know, you got to do that every day pretty much. But, like, in high school, you just go to school and then football and then play a game on Fridays. But now, like, this is like a job now. But I'm I'm enjoying it so far. So where do they have you right now? What position are they working you at? What are you hoping to, to possibly do this year? I was with the the running backs. But then they moved me to fullbacks and tight end. So... I'm pretty sure I think I'm redshirted this year, so I got like a whole nother year to develop before I start playing, which I'm okay with because I really need a year under my belt to get to know the speed of the game better and the plays and all that. I think one of the things, Caden, that kind of hits you in the face when you get to college uh, and tell me how you felt about it, but everybody in that locker room, for the most part, was the best player on their high school team, so the competition level ratchets up considerably. Yeah, like everybody on the dip charts, good, good. I mean, like, you know, we have Deontay Jones. He's an All-American. He's a, like, you know, he's in my position, so I'm learning from him. And then, you know, just the speed of the game's a lot different, you know. 
Like, I had my first welcome to college football moment, and that was pretty fun, not going to lie, because I've never been hit like that. But <laughs> other than that, it's been fun. You're going to keep a close eye on the Vikings this year? I know you saw Yeah, I'll probably try to make it to some games when I can. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know when the schedule is or anything, but I'll try to be there. Well, you know, I, I know you're still close with a lot of those guys, and and uh, they slid uh, Brady Anderson back into the backfield with Joey. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, that should be a pretty dynamic backfield, much like you guys were last year. Yeah, I feel like Brady will do a good job. You know, should have learned from me last year. So you know, he was my backup, but um, Joey's going to be great, like he always was. He's not going to make many mistakes. He just needs to run hard. And just outrun everybody pretty much, and lower the boom if he needs to. And how, uh, no, you're how how has school translated for you, man? I know you're you're just a few days into it, but uh, are you starting to acclimate a little bit with uh, you know college compared to high school classes? Well, high, uh, college classes are a lot different. You know, they're just like I have two classes on Mondays and one on Thursdays. And two, Mondays and two well, Mondays and Wednesdays I have two classes. Tuesdays and Thursdays I have one class. And it's like eleven thirty to twelve forty five and then nine thirty to eleven. So I mean like they're not that bad. So I'm kinda happy college. with that. I only have like three classes this whole semester until October. So yeah. Thing about colleges, I think more than anything, just tests uh, you know, your discipline and making sure you're where you're supposed to be at all times and especially playing uh, college football. You're you're like as you mentioned, it starts really early in the morning and it ends really late at night. So uh, it's uh, it's kind of like uh, real life hitting you in the face a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of just gets you prepared. And, you know, the coaches here, we have this Teamworks app, and then, like, it's a really good scheduling thing. It's time management. So, like, all my classes are in my schedule and all the pra- practice times and meeting times and whatever we need to do is in that. So, really just time management is key here. So, hard-hitting questions before I let you go. What kind of hairstyle you rocking, man? I mean, like, I know you were oh, the yeah. guy, dude. I mean, like, forever it was – I would show up at Ripley High School wondering what kind of hairstyle Kagan was rocking. Does he have the mullet? Does he have it shaved off? What's going on, man? Is mom happy or is Caden happy with the haircut? Oh, I need to get a haircut soon. I really <laughs> But I'll probably be rocking the handlebar soon. All right. Well, you'll have to, you'll have to send pictures – uh, of it to us so we can uh, keep everyone updated man hey we're proud of you buddy best of luck Thank down you. there and uh, keep in touch we look forward to hearing from you all right i will former Vikings soccer standout ross felty has followed a career path that has taken his young family to Ireland. We have been talking with uh, various Ripley High School soccer players as the team celebrates its 30th anniversary at Ripley High. And today we're talking with Ross Felty, a, a 2008 graduate of Ripley High who played uh, some soccer for the Vikings. And uh, Ross, thanks for being with us. And tell us a little bit about your memories of playing Viking soccer. Well, thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, so I played soccer for the four years um, in high school, but we played it my whole life growing up in the, the Ripley area. Um, I guess captain the, the soccer team my junior and senior year um, with Drew Garrett and Jimmy Hollingsworth for the, for the senior season. Um, we ended up, uh, I guess, the, the biggest memory is losing to Point Pleasant in the, in the sectional final. It was a heartbreaker um, penalty kick shootout. Um, that we were, we were hopeful to win that, but uh, just it didn't, the cards didn't fall our way. 
but um, I was actually looking at the, the yearbook there a while back, and um, one of the, the fun stats from that was that that season we had 11 wins, close to a 500 win season, but it was actually one of the um, it was the, the most wins that, that any team had had to, to that day. Obviously, keeping up with the soccer in Ripley, it's, it's grown quite a bit over the past 10, 12 years as well, and there's been a lot of successful seasons already under different coaches. You know, Coach Ross was there as well, um, so it's, it's been the, it's been good to keep up with that as well. And Ross, you were telling me that you played uh, a bit of uh, soccer on the collegiate level at, at Fairmont. Yeah, so I had originally planned and signed actually to the University of Charleston um, after graduating, um, but ended up switching plans and, and going to, to Fairmont State, which didn't have an actual collegiate team. But we, um, myself and actually Timmy Holmes who played with me as well. We were part of the, the Fairmont State club team, um, which you have to have for a few years before it actually can become a collegiate team. Um, and we, we traveled around. We even played WU's club team as well. Um, and traveled to Charleston as well and playing some other, other teams there. And you were telling me that uh, you worked um, in the Morgantown area and then went on to uh, graduate school at uh, Penn State. Yeah, I, uh, luckily enough, I got a job at um, Milan Pharmaceuticals in, in Morgantown after graduating from Fairmont with a, a business finance and accounting degree. Um, and I worked there a few years um, and then ended up switching over to a supply chain focused career. And that ended up actually um, sending me to Ireland for the summer of 2016. And then I continued on um, with my education from an employer sponsored program to, to get my MBA from Penn State. Um, which is where my dad went. So that, that was always a goal as well to, to go there. And that has uh, taken you to a career in uh, Dublin, Ireland. And uh, tell us what you do for a living in uh, in Dublin. Yeah, so now we're in, we're in Dublin, Ireland. We actually moved here in the September 2019. I'm, uh, I'm working as a, a business architect in supply chain. So basically a business consulting um, company. It was uh, initially started back in 2017, so it's still early on in its in its phases, um, but growing um, quite well right now. And my contract, my main contract, has been focused on with Ornua, who make the Kerrygold Butter brand. So they have been helping them um, work on their strategy and overall business transformation over the past few years. So basically, my company helps. Um, the, the leadership teams of different various companies um, sort out their business design and actually implement any transformation programs, whether it's new systems or, or larger changes inside the organization. Awesome. And Ross, you were telling me that actually your folks uh, just recently paid you a visit, literally just recently. <laughs> yeah, my mom and dad, Rob and Donna, told you they were able to um, make it over here. Um, we were talking earlier. We weren't we definitely weren't planning on a, a global pandemic when we when we made the international move, but we've we've been able to make it back um, for a month at a time. The remote working has ha- kind of helped us do that, so we've been able to make it back for a month last year and a, a month earlier this year. But yeah, definitely having family coming over here, especially with the grandkids and everything, getting that time to show them our country that that we fell in love with as well. So traveling around the countryside. Um, even catching salmon fish there and, and enjoying the, the countryside as much as we can. Tell us about your young family, Ross. <laughs> yeah, so I have um, two kids right now. The other is seven and Luna, who's three. Um, so a boy and a girl. We actually just actually started
started Leo and soccer over here. It's a, a much more formal organization, that, as you can imagine, a European soccer league would be, but we're, we're getting him in, involved in that and trying to, to start coaching that as well. Um, so, yeah, we're settling down now, um, so, but they, they keep us busy. So other than St. Patrick's Day, uh, what are some of the neat things about living in Ireland? It's funny you mentioned St. Patrick's Day because I've been here for two years, but because of the global pandemic, we actually haven't had any large <laughs> St. Patrick's Day celebrations yet. So I got, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Um, no, just uh, as I mentioned, being in Ireland, it's the, as I mentioned, we were here in 2016 for a, a few months, the, the summer of 16, and fell in love with the country, the people, uh, the culture, and the, the countryside. It's actually um, a funny status. The mountain range in Ireland is actually part of the um, Appalachian mountain range from when the continents were together. So it's sometimes you're driving, it, it, it does feel, it gives you a sense of West Virginia feel. Um, there's definitely more trees in West Virginia, um, but it, it, the, you can compare some of the pieces to the, the beautiful countryside of West Virginia as well. And we hear that's why there are so many uh, Scotch-Irish uh, people who moved to West Virginia uh, when they uh, became uh, American citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ross, yeah, actually, my wife's family, a good bit of my wife's family is from, from Ireland as well, so the Varney family out of, out of Ravenswood. So. Very good. Hey, well, thank you for talking with us, and uh, good luck in your career, wherever it takes you. Yeah, Mike, thanks for having me. Ty Stevens started eight games in 2020 as a sophomore. Well, he's back as a junior, and he's looking forward to a big season. How was your offseason, man? Uh, you had a good uh, sophomore year, good start to your career, and uh, offseason to work on it. So uh, how did things go, and what were some of the things you were working on? I was mostly working on my speed and my arm strength and more plays, get my mindset ready. Played in eight games last year. You had one taken away from you for injury. Uh, when you look back at last year, what are some of the things that you learned uh, playing quarterback and, and uh, being the leader of the team? Uh, mostly just reading defenses, thanks to Coach Simon. And I'm uh, mostly just <laughs> reading defenses and knowing all the three, all the defensive lines techniques and their stunts and all that. I love you giving a shout-out to your offensive coordinator because I know you want him to let you throw the football a little bit more, right? Oh, yeah. I'd always love to do that, but that's also going to go to the head coach, Sayer. Talk about the two studs you got in the backfield, though, man. It's uh, it's going to be tough for those guys to throw the football when you got uh, two guys in the backfield as, uh, you know, a guy that can block it like Brady, a guy that can run it and catch it like Brady, and then you got Joey back there as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's special with those two back there. I mean, Joey, we've been doing it since we was five. Brady, he's been stepping up. He's got big shoes to fill, and I think he's going to do that real well. You got uh, one more uh, preseason game, uh, actually, Thursday night down at Scott High School. Uh, tell me uh, what you want to see out of the offense down there uh, prior to opening up next week. I want to see more pro productivity from last week and more intensity, intensity from the game. For you personally, uh, what are some of your goals? Besides winning every game that uh, you line up under center, what are some of the things that you want to do this year and accomplish? I just want to make the playoffs as a team, and me personally want to have like the record for passing. But that's all up to the coaches, and I'm uh, mostly just make the playoffs. That's about it, and have team success. Don't worry about that. I'm gonna stay on Coach Simon about throwing the football. Best of luck, Ty. Uh, thanks for spending the time with me. Look forward to seeing what you do this year. All right, thank you.
Head coach Steve Sayre is now in his second year with the Viking football program, and he's looking for this week's season opener at Brook. Coach, I'm happy to be back with you, man. It feels like it's been a while. I love football, uh, obviously near and dear to my heart, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like you've been in it uh, for a couple weeks. I haven't been around much, but it's kind of like Christmas in August for me when football season rolls around. Um, how are your feelings personally coming off of a pretty good season last year, a playoff team, uh, and, and just entering this 2021 season? That's got to feel good to be back. Oh, yeah, it's good to be back, Coach. And we've had a good summer in the weight room. Uh, the team's working hard, and they're trying. So, yeah, it's always fun. Every team's a new team, and every year's a new year. So you have to forget about last year. It's, it's like the Civil War, man. It's history. It's gone. <laughs> Coach, tell me about this team. You had a, a, a scrimmage last Saturday down at Nitro. Uh, tell me a couple of things that maybe you were pleased with and maybe some of the things you feel like uh, you really need to work on uh, over the next couple of weeks. Well, I, th I think I was overall pleased with the way we came back. We did not start the scrimmage with a lot of uh, intensity. And in the second quarter, our varsity came back, drove the length of the field, scored a touchdown, and we stopped them uh, multiple times after that. So it was a 7-7 tie, but I thought that we responded to the challenge. Nitro was pumped up. They've got a new coach. They've got a whole bunch of people back, and it was there at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning. We had to get up, leave early, all those kind of things. So how the kids handled a little adversity, I thought they did pretty well with that first test. Coach, you lost a lot last year in terms of experience, uh, especially up front on your offensive and defensive line. You also lost some rah-rah guys, uh, some of those guys that uh, are policing within the uh, locker room, so to speak, guys that are pretty emotional, keeping guys uh, into things emotionally. Uh, where do you find that this year? you got a young football team. Oh, that's right. We've got to have some people step up and be positive leaders in the huddle and on the field and in the locker room. I mean, you can't replace the experience and the number of starts that Matt Moore, Caden Hall, and Quentin Joyner had. And when you throw in Matt Armstead and Isaac Parsons, you've got really five very valuable starters playing mostly both ways. And those kids are going to be hard to replace. And we knew that coming in. And we've got some young pups that are really trying, really getting after it. And hopefully if they keep growing, get in the weight room, keep working, it'll work out okay. Coach, uh, you're loaded up with skill guys. You've got a lot of players that, that can make plays for you. On the perimeter, you've got arguably one of the best backfields in the state of West Virginia when you put uh, Joey and Brady back there, two very athletic kids, big physical kids. Uh, you have to be excited about the playmaking ability this offense is going to have. Well, if we can get them blocked, we have a chance. Uh, I think we have the ability to run the football, and I think we have the ability to throw the football. Uh, Ty got uh, eight starts at quarterback last year, and he's looked really good throwing the football. Eli Miller and Isaiah Castro are dynamic receivers. Blake Cummings, an excellent tight end. And then you've got those two big, fast backs. But it all starts up front. We have to block some people, and we have to move people around. Austin Litton and Colton Rhodes are returning starters on the offensive line, and we're counting on them to uh, lead our offensive line and, and get the job done. You got another scrimmage this week down at Scott High School. Uh, what do you want to see uh, this Friday uh, as you prepare 
for uh, next Friday when the season opens up at Brook? Is it uh, execution? Is it about staying healthy uh, or all the above? I want to see intensity. I want to see us come off the bus ready to play from the first snap. Uh, last year we played Scott in a real game on a Tuesday night, and it was one of the most physical games we played all year. Their kids will really get after you. And they have a new coach this year, and they have uh, doubled the number of players on their team. So I'm sure we're going, we're going into a hornet's nest down there. So I'm hoping that our kids will get off the bus and be ready to play. Then uh, you look forward to that uh, the following week. You go up to Brook. That's three consecutive road games for you when you factor in the two uh, preseason games leading up uh, to the season opener. Uh, Going to need some growth between now and, now and then from a leadership perspective. As you do open up the road in a, on the road in a hostile environment, uh, it'll be difficult for you. Yeah, Brook's got a good-looking team. Uh, we already changed our, exchanged our first scrimmage films and uh they have some size they got an excellent skilled quarterback and of course you're traveling three hours away from home on a friday night you've got to be able to handle that last year's team traveled three hours the first friday night and got off the bus and was ready to fire so i'm really hoping that this year's team will do that coach thanks for taking the time best of luck this week stay healthy and uh, we'll see you next week up at brook you're welcome brian Ripley's second preseason scrimmage was Thursday evening at Scott, as we hear from our connection in Boone County. Our guest on Viking Seat uh, 360 is uh, from the SkyhawkSports.com, Joe Linville. Joe, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Mike, for the invitation, and uh, glad that uh, football season's upon us once again. And we're glad that uh, Boone County is uh, above water, at least for the time being, anyway, I guess. so. Yeah, we, we got a lot of rain, especially right in the Madison-Danville yesterday. Uh, I'm a, actually a, a weather spotter, and I, I have a, an official rain gauge, and we had just uh, slightly under three inches of rain in about a two-hour period there yesterday. Wow. Well, tell us about the, the, the scrimmage game. Uh, I guess the Skyhawks uh, have a new coach and a new situation there, but just tell us things, uh, how it went in the two-quarter uh, varsity scrimmage. Actually, uh, it was a pretty good contest. Uh, I was impressed with the with the turnout of uh, Ripley and the size of their, some of their players. Uh, but the Skyhawks, uh, like you mentioned, are under new head coach Jeremy Dolan. Uh, this is his first year, even as a high school coach. He's uh, coached little league and, and middle school in our area before, and and is now taking a shot at the uh, varsity position. Uh, but overall, it was a good game, a good matchup between the two schools, a good turnout. Uh, quite a few fans came down from the uh, Ripley area to to cheer on the Vikings. And I understand there was also a two-quarter junior varsity scrimmage, and that was pretty much a deadlock, from what I understand. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good defensive battle uh, uh, between the two schools. Uh, you know, like I said, no one scored, and it was uh, back and forth. And they they pretty much kept the ball uh, pretty much at midfield both directions. And last year, uh, Ripley played Scott during a regular season game. Uh, they're not on the schedule this year, but I understand the uh, Skyhawks will open things up uh, with the Herbert Hoover Huskies. Yes, sir. Uh, that's you know one of our Cardinal Conference uh, 
foes that uh, we've opened up with for several years, and of course they're on the schedule uh, once again this year. And uh, my understanding, Herbert Hoover is going to be pretty tough. Uh, new coach Joey Fields, uh, well, he's the new coach last year, and of course with the pandemic, you know, nobody really knows a lot about some of these teams, but. Uh, Joey's got out, done his homework. They cut uh, my understanding, and uh, they've got 23 transfers from other high schools. So uh, <laughs> I'll leave that on the table and, and let you make your own decision about that. It sounds like they borrowed a few pages from the old Nitro High School uh, playbook <laughs> of a few years back. They're not doing that now, but they were known for that uh, a few years ago. Now, there's actually an article in the Charleston Gazette Mail uh, about that that uh, talks about the you know, the transfers in, they've got kids coming in from Belfry, Kentucky, uh, Mingo Central. They're, they even have one transfer from Scott. And I know they got some uh, George Washington players there from the Valley and a couple other schools in the Valley as well. Well, Joe, thank you very much for talking with us today, and uh, good luck this year to the Skyhawks. And the same to the Vikings. And uh, I, w I heard a little chatter last night. Maybe this is a little inside chatter that our ADs may be talking about uh, getting uh, Ripley and Scott hooked up uh, in the future. That sounds good. The two similar size schools, and uh, the distance is not that bad down quarter G. It's a, it's a good little trip. Mike, thanks a lot, and uh, good luck to the Vikings this season. Two well respected careers are the military and the police. Ripley grad Hunter Sesteric is both. He's serving in the United States Air Force as a military police officer, and he's stationed in England. Our guest on Viking 360 is Hunter Sesteric, and he was a, a Ripley High School football player during his high school days, and uh, now he's in the military serving in the Air Force. Hunter, thank you so much for what you're doing, and thanks for joining us. Yes, sir, no problem. So tell me what you're doing uh, with the Air Force. I understand you are based um, in the British Isles. Yes, I'm about two hours north of London, uh, pretty much just doing police work for military personnel. Uh, so enforcing the law, uh, making sure everyone on base is allowed to be here, uh, pretty much just doing anything that we can to protect the people that are working on base. So, Hunter, what would you say? What is a typical day in your life uh, over with the military in in England? A typical day would just be checking people's IDs, uh, talking to them about what they do, trying to make some small talk, and uh, just trying to put a smile on everyone's faces as they come through the gate. I mean, we don't really get a whole lot of crazy stuff over here. It's pretty quiet as of right now. Well, I'm I'm so glad that things are quieter there than they are in Afghanistan uh, at the time uh, as we speak. It's a it's a scary situation over there. Uh, yes, sir. So do you find that uh, being an athlete in high school, did that better prepare you for serving in the military? Oh, yeah. Going through uh, wrestling with Coach Smith and then football with, with the uh, Coach Smolders, Coach Sayer, and Coach Mullins really helped me out a lot. Uh, they really pushed me, and with them doing all that, it made the physical aspect a lot easier, and then the uh, mental aspect wasn't too much harder than uh, what they prepared me for, so it wasn't too bad. So, Hunter, have you able to, been able to uh, do some sightseeing? or Tell me, what's the what are some of the coolest things about being uh, in England? 
Um, I'd say some of the coolest things are just how rich the history is here. Everything's so much older than what it is in the United States. Uh, we're still pretty young compared to what it is over here. So seeing all the uh, older stuff and the pretty cool buildings and everything, it's all really neat. And uh, Hunter, when will you be able to uh, come home again and uh, and see your friends and the folks? Um, I'm hoping to come home here in the next few months, but uh, if that doesn't work out, then I'm not sure. It'll either be sometime toward the end of the year or hopefully sometime next year. Well, Hunter, I thank you so much for, for sharing your experiences and for talking with us on the podcast. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.